Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. If you are able, please stand for the reading of the gospel. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The word of the Lord. How thankful we are for the presence of Penny Krug and Joanne Detlef at annual conference on last weekend, and by the way, uh, because of the COVID-19 um, pandemic, um, on August 15th, the annual conference attended the first of two sessions. The second session of the annual conference will take place on um, October 10th. Um, and yes, we have a lot of decisions to make, but this is what I'm very sure of, and our bishop, Bishop Julius Trimble, reminds us of it always. We have to always focus on the main thing. And here's the main thing, making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's the main thing that we're called to be about. Making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's our main thing and that's what we are about as a community of faith. So for a few moments today, I do want to preach from the topic, um, a supernatural deliverance. And this particular uh, sermon comes from Psalm 124. That is our text for today's sermon. Now for some people to hear the term supernatural deliverance, you may think, oh, pastor, where does that come from? Well, I will tell you that every day you and I and others who pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for a supernatural deliverance. As a matter of fact, you prayed for a supernatural deliverance this morning. Remember you said, and lead us, or do not leave us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. You're praying for a supernatural deliverance. And when we pray that supernatural deliverance prayer, what we are acknowledging is that we know that God and God alone through Jesus Christ can help us. 
Let's face it, there are just some challenges that we will face. And some of you have already faced them. That no human being can help you to address them. And so, for this morning's moment of preaching, I want to preach from the topic, A Supernatural Deliverance. Pray with me. Remembering the prayer of our Episcopal leader, Bishop Trimble, loving God, I now pray the same. Your will, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Many of us are familiar with creeds. There are political creeds. There are, there's an American creed. And if I were to ask you to raise your hand, you could tell me if you know what the American creed is, which was written during World War I. It was a creed that was written to help to bring together this wonderful nation of immigrants into understanding that there was one focal point, and that was that all of us, no matter where we came from, we were a part of these United States. Please look it up. I won't take the time to read it this morning, but it's called the American Creed, written in 1918. And this creed, again, helped people to bring their thoughts and their minds to one focal point. We are the United States. And then for those of you who've been in the, a part of the church for a long time, and especially for those of you who've been United Methodist for a long time, you're familiar with the Apostles' Creed. It's, this creed succinctly articulates what we as followers of Jesus Christ believe about the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and afterlife. If your hymnals were in the pews today, I would encourage you to open your hymnal to the Apostle Creed just to review what we believe. I'm also mindful that there are what I would call cultural creeds, creeds that people today just cling to. They, they believe that they are true. And one such creed is the creed that says, God helps those who help themselves. It sounds biblical. It sounds religious. It sounds right. But it's not. It's not biblical. It may sound religious, but it's not right. In this world, I'm mindful that there are people who believe that because of their own strength, because of their own ingenuity, because of their own wherewithal, because of their own resources, they've been able to acquire all that they have acquired. It's all about self. It's all about me. They've not had to struggle in life. They've not had to worry about food insecurity or, or where the next paycheck is going to come from if there will ever be another paycheck. In their own world, they believe it's all about them. You know, I recall years ago someone saying, yes, the person who said, well, you need to know, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. They need to ask themselves the question, where did you get the bootstraps? Yes. 
We live in a society that, that, that loves to talk about the power of self. But this psalm today, this psalm, Psalm 124, which is included in this, this category, this group of psalms, Psalms 120 through 134, songs of ascent, tell a different story. This psalm reminds us that in order for us to deal with life's challenges, and let me just put a pin in that, if you are not experiencing any of life's challenges, I mean serious challenges where you have to wrestle with decision-making that involves you, your family, your community, this nation, then please make an appointment and let's talk about your world versus the world that Jesus Christ is calling us to live in. This psalm reminds us that if we are to make it through the challenges, we must acknowledge that our help, our deliverance, will be a supernatural one. Listen, listen. If the Lord had not been on our side, if, this psalmist, and again, uh, please note that this, this uh, song of ascent um, is a song that was sung or recited as pilgrims would journey to Jerusalem. And while journeying, they would, they would recite these words. They would remind one another of what God had done. This is why sharing your faith story is so important. Others need to hear from you what God has done because it strengthens them and it strengthens you when you share your story with them. This is why it's so important to take the time, as Becky mentioned earlier, to, to pay attention to those God sightings. It strengthens us when we're able to see what God is doing in our midst. Hmm. The psalmist understood that without God's intervention or deliverance, the hostile actions of others would have been victorious. If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us, the torrent would have swept over us, the raging waters would have swept us away. I have to pause again. Let me share with you, beloved, those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, who believe you can go through life playing a kind of spiritual hipscotch, hopscotch, hopscotch skipping over life's challenges and always playing it safe. No, the follower of Jesus Christ understands that in this world, we will have trials, we will have tribulations. John chapter 16, verse 33, you can't skip through life's challenges as a follower of Jesus Christ. The psalmist said, not if people will attack us, he said when people attacked us. He did not say if the anger of people will flare up against us. He said when. As followers of Jesus Christ, followers who are not to be conformed to this world, we're in the world but not of the world, 
we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds through Bible study, Bible reading, through prayer, through worship, through fellowship, through service, by the renewing of our minds, we know that we will experience challenges. We cannot sit by and let the world go by, as Becky said so well this morning. We're called to let our lights shine, the light of Jesus Christ. That means our words, our actions, our deeds are to reflect Jesus Christ. I know what that cultural creed says. God helps those who help themselves. If that's the case, why would we need a savior? If that's the case, why do we need grace? No, sounds biblical, but it's not. Sounds religious, but it's not. The psalmist reminds us that in this world, and again, go back to the first verse of this particular psalm, what does it say? He says, and I quote, if the Lord had not been on our side. <laughs> See, this is the assurance that we have as followers of Jesus Christ. I don't care what we are experiencing. What we know is that the Lord is on our side because nothing and no one can separate us from him or his love. Now, let me say to you that the deliverance may be a physical deliverance. God may remove us from that situation, that setting, where there is anger, where people are upset with us, where people attack us. God may remove us from that setting, but God may not. Supernatural deliverance includes not only physical deliverance, it also includes emotional and mental deliverance. Persecuted people are able to experience mental and emotional deliverance even in the midst of persecution. Some of us Many of us will have to rethink what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Does it mean that I can pick and choose the issues of today? Does it mean that I can decide on my own how I will live out my life Monday through Saturday? No. as followers of Jesus Christ. We don't choose. Jesus does. And he's already chosen. He's told his church that we're to be in the world, but not of the world. What concerns him is to concern us. And he is concerned about the vulnerable. He is concerned about the marginalized. He is concerned about the oppressed. He is concerned about the least. He is concerned about children. By the way, 
I just have to tell you, I love the fact that I'm hearing Jamie's voice in the background. There are churches that wish they could hear the voices of children in the sanctuary. How blessed we are. So, for us to experience supernatural deliverance that may be of a physical nature, it definitely will be of an emotional and a mental nature. I'm going to ask us to keep in mind the following. If we want to live into the fullness of this supernatural deliverance, if we want to be able to recognize it, then we have to acknowledge at all times God and God alone is sovereign. There is only one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Contrary to the erroneous teachings, contrary to what people might say, there is only one God who has revealed God's self in Jesus Christ. So as we listen to different creeds that are out there, political creeds and other kinds of creeds and management creeds or core values, if you will, we always listen to them against the litmus test of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? What does Jesus Christ say? If we're to experience this supernatural deliverance, we have to remember that God helps those who cannot help themselves. God specializes in helping those who cannot help themselves. And again, let me repeat what I said before. If we're to experience this supernatural deliverance, we have to recognize that life will not always be easy. No. Our leader, Jesus Christ, reminds us, even by looking at his life, that not everyone will like us. We're not going to get along with everyone. We'll do all within our power to be peacemakers, but we know that Jesus Christ has a way of causing people to react in a way that is not always Christ-like. When their views, when their creeds clash with his, there will be tension. So yes, we, we go forth from this place on this day, committed to serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, knowing that we may suffer, we may run up against opposition, but we will still continue to serve. We will still continue to speak up and speak out, even when it means that others will oppose us. We follow Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Let us pray. Loving and gracious Lord our God, we give you thanks that you are God, and besides you there is no other God. We know that you are able to keep us, 
We know that you're able to deliver us supernaturally from physical circumstances, from emotional as well as mental dilemmas in your own time and in your own way. On this day, we continue to pledge our number one allegiance to you and to your kingdom. In the name of the one who has ushered in your kingdom here on earth, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray and give you thanks. Amen.